from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Before I say anything or go anywhere, I can see when, you know, stats increase. I could see when, you know, is a, a higher listenership time and whatnot. And I have to say this, and I got to give a shout out, because it's my alma mater and I love them like crazy. Marywood University, to everybody that went there, is going there, is connected to the basketball program or not connected to the program, knows somebody in it, played in it themselves, you know, knows Enrico or whatever it may be. When we have Marywood on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, it is some of the greatest moments that I have, you know, with comedy and content and whatnot, but it's also some of the highest listenership moments that we have on the broadcast. So I want to give a shout out to Marywood University, to to my Pacers, to, to my pride in every single one of you, and thank you for doing what you do and taking the time to be on the broadcast because you are truly amazing. So with that being said, Marywood University, I can't say enough about you. The Pacers men's basketball program led by Enrico Mastriani, he's doing his thing. I am so happy that Marywood made the decision to bring this man into the building. It was one of the best decisions that they ever made selfishly for me because I get the opportunity of hanging out with them and speaking with them and on a professional and personal level having them be a part of my life and a part of this show. So without further ado, we welcome Enrico Mastriani back onto the broadcast, and he is no stranger to it. How are we doing, Enrico? I'm doing well, Dan. Thanks for the intro, and uh, glad to be back on with you. I hope you're doing well, and Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year to you, too. We have to, we have to cover something, first and foremost, though. You not only kept your word... You sent me, and, and I'll tell you about this in a second, but, but the Marywood men's team, because Enrico said, I'll send you a shirt, I'll send you something. He sends me, and it's in my studio, and I do a little, whenever I do my videos, and I don't know if you've seen this, Enrico, but I do my Easter, you, you have so, so I do my Easter eggs, and one of my Easter eggs is that the Marywood men's basketball schedule is right over my right shoulder. So if you're watching the videos, you can see Marywood men's basketball in the video. The letter that they sent me is in here as well, signed by the entire team. This is what Enrico sent. Now, I've waited uh, uh, 16 and a half years for this. So, But the reality of it all is I got a letter written by you know from, from Enrico, I would imagine. Is, is that, I'm thinking it's your handwriting. Was that letter from you? If, if, it's sloppy, if it's sloppily written, yes, that was mine, Dan. I apologize. <laughs> I could read it. So I got the letter from Enrico. It's signed by the entire team, coaching staff, all the good stuff. I got the men's basketball schedule, and then I received the you know that that's that like dry fit awesome. I mean, I love that stuff. I got a T-shirt of the Marywood Pacers for basketball that is green. I got a long sleeve dry fit that is white, and I also got a rain jacket slash sweatshirt hoodie. That is absolutely awesome. That is gray. And a couple days ago, I wore all three layers because I didn't want to choose one of them, and it was cold outside. So I waited impatiently for this stuff. But when I waited for it, Enrico came through with the T-shirt, with the long-sleeve shirt, 
with the jacket, hoodie, and with the letter. So, Enrico, let me let me live radio nationally, internationally say it was well worth the wait because I don't think that anybody looks better than I do now when it comes to Marywood stuff. You did say green was your favorite color, so you know we wanted to make sure you had a good supply. I'm uh, I'm glad everything fit well and uh, wear it with pride and. You know, hopefully uh, soon at a game in attendance, bring bring your gear and, and show off to the crowd. Yeah, you know, I have to make my way back in there and do what I need to do to uh, to show off this. I think that there should be a Marywood alumni fashion walk, maybe. And I, I think that I would I think I would take the cake in that one. You know, put on some nice slacks and, and the rest of the gear and I think I think I'm good to go. So I'm not gonna say that I would win, but you know, just make sure the trophy's nice. You got it, man. We'll set it up. We'll roll out the red carpet for you. That's all we got. Roll out the green carpet. I don't want the red one. The green carpet. There you go. <laughs> so, Marywood University men's basketball. We're hanging out with Enrico Mastriani. I went to Marywood, as you all know, and uh, Marywood is near and dear to my heart. This program is near and dear to my heart, and they started off the season by winning three of their first four games, and they dropped a couple, and since then, they have been on the better part of the winning side of things. They've won two of their last three games, and before that, they had a stretch of winning four of five. So when you put all of that together, winning, you know, six of the last, I think it's six of the last eight games that you guys have had up to this point. And, you know, when you when you look at the grand scheme of things, Enrico, just what you can say about, you know, how things have gone so far to win the games that you've won and, and do what you've done. And yeah, it's a six and two record in the last eight games. So just take me through that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, the guys have locked in, obviously, in the beginning of the season, you know, you're still trying to feel each other out. Uh, trying to make sure that you have the right rotations. You're, you know, you're running the stuff that's going to help you be successful, maximize your your personnel. Um, you know, there's a there's a little bit of a process there where you're, you know, not sure how good you can be. Um, I think we hit our stride probably towards the end of of the semester. You know, that when you get to the finals week, it's tough. You know, the guys are worn out. They've been practicing a long time, uh, late hours, early morning sometimes worried about finishing up the semester well, focused on school. And then, you know, when you know and you realize that break is coming, it's kind of like a little bit of a relief and weight lifted off your shoulder where now all we have to really focus on is basketball. And we've been able to do that over the last few weeks, and it's, it's definitely helped us. Um, you know, we've we've gotten a little bit more comfortable with, with our rotations, like we said, just trying to figure out who we could go to when we need certain things. And uh, the guys have responded well. We've challenged them. You know, it's something I'll, I'll never stop doing. Um, you know, and they, they've come to expect that now, that they know we're going to coach them hard. We expect them to play hard, and, and it's up to them to go out and execute on game days. And luckily for us, they've been doing that. You know, now the rest of the stretch ahead is all conference games. We started with this past Saturday against Wesley, and moving forward, it's it's conference games from here on out. So we just got to do our job in the conference and see how it all shakes out. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that... Uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. 
first of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. You know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so you know, I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice when buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your event, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Speaking here with Enrico Mastriani, Marywood men's basketball head coach for the Pacers. Uh, to look at the out-of-conference losses you had, just your takeaways from that, like Homing College, 89-82, to you know, hard-fought, close game there. Uh, Rutgers, Newark, you lost that game. Uh, Penn State, Harrisburg, by just two possessions, was a loss. And uh, Moravian College, played them on December 8th, and then Wilkes University, 74-70. to When you look back on those games and, and the losses that you had against these non-conference opponents, what did those losses teach you, and what can you say specifically about some of those non-conference foes, how they, even though it's a loss, how they essentially made you better? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you lose, you learn, right? And if, if we're not learning, then uh, we're not doing the right things. And uh, you know, those teams that we lost to are all really good teams. And, and we've, you know, we've come to learn that we're a really good team. Uh, you know, just on those nights, it wasn't our night and, and they had the better, uh, the better result. But honestly, I mean, of all those games, the only one that we really didn't play our best or show up for was Moravian. And, and that was just, like I said, it was going into finals week. It was one of those games where, you know, it was uh, it was a Saturday. We started finals on Tuesday. I'm not not trying to make excuses, certainly, but you know, I, I just think there was a lot of new information coming at the guys. We were trying to handle their pressure, something that we hadn't seen all year at that point, and 
uh, we, we threw a little bit of uh, extra stuff at them, combined that with what they were going through in the classroom. It was it was a little bit difficult for them. But, um, you know, it's a non-conference game, like you said, and, and one of those things that in the end when we were fighting for playoff position, those losses don't matter as much. You certainly don't want to have any losses, but, you know, we're, we're realistic about it. We understand we have some flaws, and those losses have helped us get to where we are now, where we're confident going into – uh, this conference schedule, we, we look at the conference and we say, why not us? Um, you know, there's there's very good teams in our conference. It's highly competitive, but on any night, anyone could win. So, you know, we're going to take that approach that it should be our our chance to win, and we're going to take advantage of it moving forward. And looking at uh, your first game inside the Atlantic East, the Atlantic East is in is in their first season of establishment. This is a new conference, the Atlantic East, the AEC and you had your first game inside of this new conference on January 5th, very recently here against Wesley College. You had that game at home, so let's talk about all that it was. It's the first ever game that Marywood's played in the Atlantic East. It's at home, and you get the victory, 101-94. to Bring me into the game and your debut in the Atlantic East. Well, again, you know, I think looking at everybody's non-conference schedules, because our, our conference right now has seven teams in it, so we have to play a pretty demanding non-conference schedule. We had 13 non-conference games. So a lot of the teams had already finished their, their non-conference schedule like we had or only had one or two games left. So it's really hard to get an indication of how good a team is uh, when you don't know all of their opponents. We don't have common opponents then. So, you know, Wesley we knew was a really good team. We knew that they could score a ton of points. You know, I'm, I'm a big statistics guy, so I look at, you know, what we are as a team, what we do best, what, what they do best. And looking at the matchup on paper, I'm, I'm telling the guys, we got to keep this game in the 70s. They score a ton of points. And, you know, we score points too. But, you know, when they're scoring 85 and we score 78, you know, I'm, I'm worried that when that game gets into the 80s, maybe we aren't able to go pound for pound with them on that. And so, you know, it got a little scary for me with uh, about five minutes left or so, and, and the game's already in the 80s. And, uh, but, you know, I, I'm really proud of our guys. It was a very tenuous matchup, um, a very physical game. You know, probably uh, a game that could have been controlled better by the officiating. It was a little bit hostile at times, but, you know, honestly, our guys, they took the high road. They were very poised uh, in a situation where they could have, and, and other guys and other teams, other programs may have retaliated. You know, our guys didn't. They kept their cool. They stayed poised, and... In the end of the game, you know, that's the most important thing. I told them going into it, the number one key to victory was poise, and uh, they, they followed through with that and pulled out the win in the end. What can you say about the guys? Speaking here with Enrico Mastriani, Marywood University men's basketball head coach, like you said, they kept their poise, they took the high road. What have you seen from your team as a whole as far as their respect of the game, as far as their preparation, and their maturity to go into that a little bit deeper, not just with the Wesley game, but overall. Yeah, it's a, it's an ongoing process, Dan. You know, you and I have talked about it year after year. I, I think the best teams grow into themselves. They, they year after year they get better, they mature more. Uh, the veterans, the leaders on the team, start to you know rise up and shine and, and bring those guys along with them, put their arm around them, and say, "Hey, come on, this is how we do things here." Um, it, it's taken us a little bit of time to get there this season, but I think we're doing that now, and, and I mean, watching the guys in practice, how they interact with each other, even outside of that, and, you know, 
they're, they're all getting along. You know, we're, we're starting to gel. We're starting to get to the point where we're hitting our stride with our best basketball right now at this point in the season, which is exactly what you want to be doing towards the end in the conference play. You want to be getting to your best. And uh, again, just a credit to them that they, they've listened. I think that's the main thing. And, and we preach a lot as coaches. It's one of the things you have to do. You have to keep lecturing and preaching and uh, providing examples. And they've listened and they're, they're at, you know, they're applying those lessons now to the court and, uh, you know, it's going through in our performance, which as a coach is the best gift for you. When you see this team grow and blossom, I mean, this has been a process for you. Marywood men's basketball was not in the best of times when you came in. What can you say about the process so far and, and where you feel the team is at currently? I think we're doing what we expected to do. You know, we, uh, we've gotten better every year. Uh, you know, this year obviously still has games left in it. We're hoping to continue on that pace. But, I mean, if you look at over the calendar year or, or from, you know, last season to this season, uh, I think we're, you know, we have about 26 wins right now over the course of last season to this season at this point right now. And, and if you look at over time, that stretch of games, I mean, it, it's likely that that's the most wins in Marywood basketball history over that stretch of time. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're doing some things that I expected to do as a coach that our, our players expected to do, you know, maybe not others, you know, based on our history, like you said, didn't expect to see that result, but that's the path that we set forth. And, you know, we're just putting our head down and going to work every day. So it's uh, hopefully going to continue in that path. When you see that, when you see that, you know, the success that's happened here, you know, in your in your third season, uh, a season ago, the Pacers tied a program record for wins in a season with 15 overall and had the most conference games, uh, won the most conference games in program history with 10. Just what you could say about that. I mean, uh, again, you came in, this team needed help, this team needed to grow, it needed to show progression, it needed to show life. And last season, 15 overall wins, 10 wins in conference. And I know that the conference has changed this year, but you got double-digit conference wins and you got 15 wins that ties the program record in a season. Just what that meant for you, what that meant for the returning guys, and what that did to kind of show them that, you know, obviously you want to see the plan is working. How much did that help boost them this year to see that they could tie a program record and obviously want more than that? Yeah, I think it goes back to the idea, like, why not us, right? I, I think we've been really resilient with sending that message that we have arrived, we're here, we're coming to play, and, and the guys that are in the program, you know, they don't know any different. I mean, if you look at it, there's really only one or two guys left from those teams that, that didn't really have a lot of success early on. So the guys that are in our program right now really only know success, you know, and that's what they expect. So that's the that's the point of the whole thing right every year you're recruiting better players you're trying to get better you're trying to improve and and year after year if you're doing that right if you're doing your job you should see that growth and improvement every year now everybody's going to have a down year from time to time I mean I, I look at you know the future and and our our two main guys this year uh, 2,000 point scores two seniors are going to be leaving us you know that's going to leave a void next year uh, we we got to hope that the guys that can fill that void are either already in the program or we're going to bring them in in recruiting. And, you know, there's always a question mark there about whether or not you can sustain that. But the, the point of it all is that every year we have to do our job and get better. 
and the guys now in the program have come to expect to win. We don't go into games thinking that we're an underdog. We go into games expecting to fight and compete. And uh, it's just about how we respond to the opponent that, you know, every night we're getting everybody's best shot. So when you look at, you know, what's coming up from here, the team is 9-5 and five at the time of our conversation. You're in the thick of things inside of the Atlantic East. We look at the rest of the Atlantic East, and Gwen Mercy has a 10-5 and five record. You have a 9-5 and five record. And then we're looking at Marymount is at 500 at 7-7. Seven and seven. And then from there, it's Wesley, Immaculata, Newman, and Cabrini. What can you say about this conference? And you know, I guess start with Gwyneth Mercy because they are the team that currently has a double-digit wins overall. Just your thoughts on what's to come in this conference play. Yeah, I mean, Gwyneth from the start was the team that we, uh, you know, we thought would be the best in the conference. Um, you know, I, I don't like to look at overall records. I look at Gwyneth right now and say that they're two and zero in the conference. We're one and zero in the conference. You know, next Saturday or this coming Saturday, we're at Marymount. They're one and one. Um, you know, we're at Cabrini tonight. They're zero and one, but you know, they're a tough team. And I mean, if you look at the conference history, the old CSAC conference, Cabrini, probably six or seven of the last ten years has been a conference champion. So you know, we know what we're going into tonight. We're not taking anything for granted. We respect our opponent. Uh, we prepare for our opponent, but. Our goal every year, and like I said, every game is to just focus on that game. That's the only one we can control. We're, we're locked in on it. We're hoping for a good win tonight on the road. Um, but we know it's going to be a battle. And looking at overall records, like I said earlier, you know, could be deceiving because we don't play the same non-conference schedule. So, you know, it's hard to compare Cabrini's losses to ours or Wesley's or Gwynedd's or anybody to what we went through. And all we can worry about is us and focus on what we do. That coming from Enrico Mastriani, Marywood men's basketball head coach. Enrico, before I let you go, we're going to have some fun, as we always do. So we're going to go into rapid fire. I'm going to ask you three questions. You're going to ask me three questions. It's live radio. We have no idea what we're going to say to each other. My first question for you is, Enrico Mastriani, what was your New Year's resolution? Oh, wow. Um, I actually didn't didn't do that this year. What we did uh, as a family, we actually... Uh, we chose a word, one word that we were going to focus on. Uh, I don't know if you saw recently, uh, Davos Sweeney, obviously, uh, Clemson won the national championship and they revealed that his word for 2018 was joy. Um, you know, my word for 2019 is trust. And, uh, I'm trying because, uh, you know, as a head coach, you, you kind of, are a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> so I'm trying really hard to, uh, let go of some things to trust my guys a little bit more that they're doing their job. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do and they're going to be prepared and ready to play a game, um, that they're listening to our instructions. I'm going to trust my staff a little bit more to, to chip in and help out and take on the scout and take on the, the game prep and all that stuff. And, you know, uh, I think more voices among the staff coming out to the players is more helpful for us. Um, you know, trust is, you know, trust that everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to in the end. And, uh, you know, again, just that idea of letting go and, and letting God, you know, just let it happen and, and see how it goes from here. I like that. I like that a lot. And I've had the opportunity to speak with Dabo about his faith and about, you know, the type of person he is and what drives him and whatnot. So that was a great response. Dabo's was joy. Yours this year is trust. And it is a very, it's a very hard thing to do, especially in the world we live in today. So I 
I, I, I respect it. I respect it very much that that's the thing that you are going to be working on and getting after. So shout out to Enrico for that. My second one for you is what movie could you watch on repeat for the rest of your life and never get sick of it? There are quite a few of those, Dan. I'm a movie guy. I don't know if you knew that about me. I uh, I love the movies. Um, but I will tell you the one that, uh, you know, it's probably not traditional. Um, you know, I could always say the Rockies and the Godfathers and, you know, Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars guy. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, the one that I, every time it comes on, I don't change the dial is For the Love of the Game with Kevin Costner, the baseball movie. Um, just kind of love the progression of, uh, how life goes on for him and then the moments in his, in his life and how he's, you know, pitching in this big game and thinking about trying to complete a no hitter, but at the same time, you know, having flashbacks to life and how it all went down for him. And, uh, I think as you get older and, and on with life, you, you start to do that in moments. You don't even realize that you're thinking back and, Oh yeah, geez, I remember that time when this happened and how that changed the course of your life. For the love of the game. All right. I like it. My last question for you, Enrico, is hmm, what is your favorite season of the year and why? Huh, that's a trick question, Dan. I should say winter, right? Because that's when we're coaching and playing games. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to say it's, it's summer. I, uh, I love the summer. Um, you know, we get to go out and recruit. We run camps in the summer. Uh, it's kind of a high-energy time for me. Um, I was born in August, so I'm a Leo, so the sun is important to me. I, I kind of, you know, gravitate towards that. Um, you know, get to spend a little bit more time with my kids than I do during the regular year, the school year, academic year. So uh, definitely summer, I would say, is uh, is a fan favorite here. Okay. Well, you got three questions to ask me before we're joined by Gabby Holko, the women's basketball head coach at Marywood. So go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I wasn't prepared for this, just so everybody knows. So if my questions come out a little bit funny, I, I apologize. But I'm going to go with the first question I'm going to ask you is, who should my Cleveland Browns hire as their head coach? Uh, well, they're taking up all the good ones now. Cliff Kingsbury, is he's gone. Bruce Arians is gone. So, man, this is... This is tough. I mean, I I would like Mike McCarthy to go there. Allegedly, he likes the Jets a lot, which I don't think many people have said in recent history. So, it, it, you know, for me, I would have liked to see Mike McCarthy go there. But in, in all honesty, I think, you know, even if you get a younger guy or whatever it may be, I think that it's an enticing job. I had this conversation with a Cleveland Browns fan at our trivia that we do every Tuesday night at Press Room Pub at 7 o'clock downtown Syracuse. I actually had this conversation with somebody. They they said it, it was a female. She said, "Who's your favorite team?" And I said, "You know, I I've liked the Jaguars, you know, since they were came in came into fruition in 1995." And she said, "Well, I'm a Browns fan." And I said, "I got to tell you right now, that's that's a huge, huge, enticing job. You got you got a, a bunch of talent all over the field. You got young talent all over the field. You got promise here, and and you got a team that that won a bunch of games. And if they had made a switch earlier and not had Hugh Jackson there. There's there's the thought that this team could have gotten themselves, you know, potentially very close to the playoffs this year. So I don't think your answer is Marvin Lewis, who I'm still surprised that Cincinnati hasn't hired back again. But you know, we're in a situation right now where I think Mike McCarthy. I think it would be good, but you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Cliff Kingsbury, him finally going out and and 
and taking some opportunities. It seemed to happen rather quickly. And Bruce Arians, I'm, I'm surprised that he would go to Tampa and have to deal with Jameis as opposed to wanting to go over to Cleveland. So what I will say to you about the coaching situation is I think some of these coaches should have thought about Cleveland before they thought about these other places. Yeah, I think I think Cleveland didn't think about them, honestly. I mean, I, I you know, I'm an avid fan, so I follow it along. And, uh, you know, what I've heard is that uh, McCarthy may be saying now that the only job he's interested in, in is the Jets, but the Browns didn't ask him to interview, you know. So, and the same thing for Arians. They, they just didn't ask him to interview. So, I think they moved on. I think they were looking for somebody a little bit younger. I think they're not trying to do a, a retread, as they say, you know, somebody who's been a head coach for a long time, trying to get a fresh face in there, fresh eyes. Uh, somebody that's going to align with Baker and you know make sure that he's got a, a head coach there for the next several years. So yeah, so we'll it, see. It's going to be interesting. The uh, Vikings offensive coordinator Steven Stefanski, he's he's been on the radar. Greg Williams, who took over, is on that radar as well. I think you need a fresh face, though. No offense to Greg Williams, I I would go elsewhere. Right. right. Okay. Okay. Right. What's your second one? Um, all right. Um, Let's see. Your favorite memory from MU Courtside. Oh, my favorite memory from MU Courtside. It would have to... Oh, this is so inappropriate. It would have to be... <laughs> it would have to be... To all the people that are listening, and I know the numbers keep going up, so yay if you never heard this before, because now I get to tell everybody for the first time. But, so, when we were at the old gym, we were on commercial break, allegedly, and uh, we were on TV, and we were on radio simultaneously and my buddy Steve love you Steve he was in the radio room and so they told me you're on break and so my buddy Brandon is in the control room and I like to joke around with him because I consider him a brother and so you know we're family so I would just say inappropriate things to him and I decided to say it over the microphone because we were off the air and it was halftime and I said to Brandon and the numbers keep going up this is like God's humor right now so I said to Brandon, how about you be the macaroni and I be the cheese so I could spread myself all over you, is what I said during the break. And and so I hear silence. There's there's nothing. 15 minutes go by or so, and it, we're two minutes into the game. I'm broadcasting the game by myself. There's no other person with me. I'm color. I'm, I'm head commentary. I'm doing it all. And, and Brandon comes into my ear and says... I know you're doing the game. Don't freak out. I just want you to know that when we said we were on commercial break, on TV we were, but your statement to me just carried out to 10,000 people on the radio. (laughs) And I said, well, Brandon, I meant it. So have a great day. And everybody was losing it because I was trying to keep face while he was talking to me. And I was trying to do the game while he was saying that in my ear. And I was like, well, it happens to the best of them. So, you know, that was, that was one of, one of the, one of the greatest moments I would have to say. All right. What else you got? All right. Last thing. uh, What is your number one most important goal for the new year? 2019. To take care of myself. I I have, uh, I have, think that I've done a good job at helping other people. But, you know, uh, 2019 is about, uh, you know, uh, trusting myself. It's about not letting other people's expectations of me or, you know, uh, crazy expectations to let someone else dictate to me my life. You know, I have to focus on my health, focus on uh, why I do what I do, 
uh, what matters to me, what drives me. You know, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm not a money guy. You know, yes, you own your own business. So yes, there's stuff that comes with that and whatnot. But I got into this racket for the love of the game. And I got into this for, you know, the ability to help people and share their stories and to be one of those people in the world that could be a positive voice that you could always lean on and go to. You know, I, I, I didn't want to be the person that woke up and looked for something inspirational as much as I wanted to be the inspiration. So I need to focus more on that and I need to focus on what matters to me and what counts in my life and trusting God with all the uh, riffraff that that <laughs> that goes along with running your own business, so to speak, and, and get back to the grassroots of why I fell in love with wanting to work every day for myself and and do things the right way. So, you know, it's the focus is on the people, and i got to get back to that. That's awesome. Good luck. Thank you. So that coming from Enrico Mastriani, always a pleasure. I'm going to get Gabby Holko on the show now, but Enrico, as always, I appreciate it. Please travel safe because the weather's supposed to be not the greatest tonight, and I look forward to talking with you very soon. Much appreciated, Dan. Thanks so much. Keep doing your work. All right. Thank you, sir. And you keep doing your thing, too. And I'll keep doing my research for Cleveland so they, so we make sure that they don't hire Condoleezza Rice. I, I'm going to do what I can. <laughs> I'm doing what I can right now. <laughs> Have a good one, Dan. All right. Take care. See ya. We'll take a quick step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satori. Don't go anywhere. Fast break is when you get to hear all the beautiful companies that we work with that are wonderful and truly amazing and stand out from the rest. And coming up in just a second, we're going to have Gabby Holko of Marywood Women's Basketball. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvelanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrySigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrySigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrysigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com.
Breaking news. The Press Room Pub, located on 220 Herald Place in historic Herald Square in downtown Syracuse, is where entertainment and sports become one. Trivia is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. with host Dan Tortora. Sports are always on from every angle at the Press Room Pub. The main floor features a full bar and restaurant with two private party rooms, featuring games, a colossal television, and more. So head out for lunch, dinner, or a drink and plan your parties with the Press Room Pub. 220 Harold Place in downtown Syracuse. Call 315-569-4345 for more information. The Press Room awaits you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora special featuring Marywood University, my alma mater, and I'm proud to be a Pacer. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash DT. You can find articles, videos, these shows, and so much more, including our connection to Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, and so much more on wakeupcalldt.com, simply by just even going to the homepage and obviously check out the site itself. Facebook is at wakeupcalldt, Twitter is at calldt, and Instagram's at wakeupcall underscore dt. You can also find wakeupcall on youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Once again, thank you, Mary Wood. I'm always happy to be a pacer, and God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day.